there. My name is Bob Raymond, and the show is Once Upon a Tune. And we... Why is that phone ringing while we're on the air? Will, will someone please answer? We've got six assistants sitting around. Will someone please answer the telephone? Somebody get the phone. Hello? Thank you very you much. You don't say. You don't say. You don't say. Who was calling? He didn't say. Why did I know that was going to happen? Sorry about that. Darn it, on the very first show, too. Well, anyway, it's time to make yourself comfortable. I've got some nickels with jukebox written all over them. So let's open up the Once Upon a Tune scrapbook to see what's in the news this merry month of May, 1952. Aha, I notice that General Matthew B. Ridgway is replacing General Eisenhower as Supreme Allied Commander in Europe. Ike isn't going to be taking any well-deserved beachfront retirement, however. He's hoping there'll be an ocean of I Like Ike banners at the Republican presidential convention this summer. And folks are still jamming the movie theaters to watch Gene Kelly singing and dancing in the rain. Oh, and let's not forget little 17-year-old Maureen Connolly. She took the U.S. Women's Singles Tennis title a year ago, and she's being picked by some to win in her very first attempt at Wimbledon in July. Go, little Mo. Meanwhile, on the Once Upon a Tune hit chart at number 20 this May of 1952, we're all tapping our toes to Frankie Lane and the Gandy Dancers Ball. Oh, the dance on the ceiling and the dance on the wall at the Gandy Dancers Ball. Well, you sure do a mighty fine Gandy dance, lady, even if you did catch me a couple of times with your steel tip work boots. Frankie Lane starting off this week's show with our number 20 tune. It's so difficult, isn't it, in this May of 1952 to choose between TV shows that air in the same time slot. For example, on Sunday night at 8 o'clock, which do you which do you watch? The Colgate Comedy Hour with great hosts like Martin Lewis and Bob Hope on NBC or, or the Ed Sullivan Show on CBS? How about Tuesday nights at 8 when you have Frank Sinatra on CBS lined up against Milton Berle on NBC? Ah, oh, yes. And then there's that new, I think it's called a situation comedy that started last October, Monday nights at 9 on CBS. I Love Lucy, starring Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. You know, there's some talk. It may be good enough to take an Emmy Award. I haven't seen it yet myself. It conflicts with my favorite Lights Out. But does anyone really believe there's much of a future in sitcoms? Later in the program, we'll look at the results of the Nielsen ratings of the most popular TV shows of the 51-52 season. But first, let's get back to our top 20 song list with a double header. Checking in at number 19 for the month of May 1952, fresh off her successful version of Tenderly, is Rosemary Clooney with another lovely ballad called Half As Much. And we'll follow that with the Weaver's number 18 song, A Weem Away. much as I love you. 
Those were the Weavers, backed up by the Gordon Jenkins Orchestra, a tune called Wimaway, which I believe loosely translates uh, something like, what do you mean it's my turn to put the cat out? Before that, we were treated to Rosemary Clooney's soon-to-be number one hit, I predict, half as much. A Once Upon a Tune twofer. By the way, Rosie just celebrated her 24th birthday earlier this month. Happy birthday, Rosie. We'll be back after this. This is Bob Raymond, and you and I are enjoying the top tunes and times of May 1952. Sitting very comfortably in number 17 position is a song by yet another of our favorite female vocalists. If I were to say, The Singing Rage, what would you say? Of course, Miss Patty Page with Whispering Winds. Was down by the river I met him That was Patty Page with her number 17 and starting to slip song this month, Whispering Winds. A modest hit for her considering that over the past two years, Patty has had count them 15 top 40 charters, nine of which have been in the top 10 and two of which have been number one songs. Can you guess which two number one hits of Patty's I'm referring to? Well, I'll tell you right after this local break, so don't you go away. Hola, me llamo Roberto Raimundo. ¿Y tú sabes su nombre? I <laughs> didn't think I was fluent in Yiddish, did you? Well, if you did know that Patty Page's two top charting pri- hits prior to this May of 1952 were All My Love and the Tennessee Waltz, both back in the second half of 1950, then you are one smart cucaracha. A- add a bonus tamale if you also knew that All My Love was subtitled Bolero. You are listening to Once Upon a Tune on the best radio station around. We are in the month of May 1952, and great personal news for me. My new car was just delivered. Well, it's not exactly a new car. It's a used car, but it's almost like... Well, no, it's, it's not almost like new, but, it, but it's not old. Well, it is old, but it's not terribly old. It's in sort of good condition. My assistant, and may I add, otherwise unemployable nephew Delbert, is downstairs checking it out, kicking the tires, seeing if the horn works. What kind of shape is it in, Delbert? Gee, it's a mite older than I thought. Well, the number 16 song this month is a send-up of a song that was at the top of the charts a half year ago. You remember Johnny Ray's debut monster hit, Cry? If your sweetheart sends a letter of goodbye It's no secret you feel better if you cry. Well, listen to what a fella by the name of Stan Freeberg has done to it. If 
your happy and your eyes are always What was that last note, Johnny? <laughs> One more time. Yeah. Ah, oh, the man needs a checkup from the neck up, but he sure deserves credit for driving a parody song way up to number 16 on the charts. Stan Freeberg and try. Once upon a tune, this is Bob Raymond. Let's get back to our senses and sense the pleasures of Les Paul's guitar craftsmanship as he plays the karaoke, the number 15 song this May 1952. <laughs> And at no time during that recording did his fingers leave his hands. Les Paul doing the karaoke, number 15 on the charts. Guess what song is number 14? You're right. You're right as rain. It's the flip side of karaoke, I'm Confessing, in which wife Mary steps into the foreground, Les's guitar retreats to the background, making it sort of, oh, Les Paul and Mary Ford. I sincerely apologize. For that. Anyway, both songs are, are big hits, and record buyers are sure getting their 79 cents worth on that one. I'm confessing that I love you over again. Les Paul and Mary Ford have the 14th and 15th most played songs of the month, and hit records aren't their only source of income. No, they're out there selling beer as well. My beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Think of Rheingold whenever you buy beer. It's not bitter, not sweet, extra dry flavored treat. Won't you try extra dry Rheingold beer? We're in May 1952. The Minneapolis Lakers are champs of the NBA. Kansas took the NCAA College Basketball Championship. And for the less physically adept, Scrabble, a board game that's been on the market five years now, has suddenly taken the nation by storm. Hmm. Now, what's a word I can make out of an N, two O's, a P, an R, and two S's? Ah, of course, sponsor. And now, some words from ours. The number 13 song on our Once Upon a Tune hit chart is a Right From the Heart Beauty by Eddie Howard, dropping down from its peak at number 7 last month, but still the best song around for a guy to propose to his gal by Be Anything But Be Mine. Be a beggar, be a thief, be anything. Eddie Howard at number 13 on this week's Once Upon a Tune Parade of Hits. Do you remember which big band Eddie Howard began his singing career with? I'll tell you as soon as we return from our local break. Shish, what a shameless way to keep you listening. 
Just don't you go away. Back at Once Upon a Tune, May 1952, so what big band did Eddie Howard start his singing career with? What? Spike Jones? No, not Spike. Oh, come on. Who said that out there? Take that person out and sentence him to an hour of listening to old Nelson Eddie records. <coughs> right. Yeah, that lady over there got it. Eddie Howard started with the Dick Jurgens band way back in 1934. Eddie Fisher... But getting us up to the present has two romantic ballads in the Raymond ratings this month. At number 12 position is Forgive Me. Forgive me and let's be sweethearts I just love those Once Upon a Tune twofers. Peggy Lee's outrageous new offering, Lover. I understand that Richard Rogers, the composer, just hates this version of his song, but Peggy Lee, with whom he won't even talk, and the Gordon Jenkins Orchestra have a potentially big, big hit on their hands. It's about to make the charts, and I see icy monster hit written all over it, thereby making it a Bob Raymond bullet. Let's face it, it's a crazy song, but these are the fabulous 50s. Eddie Fisher started the set with a 12th-ranked song, Forgive Me. What's that? Oh, we, excuse me, we have a flash from our sports news department. This is the uh, uh, end of May 1952, and we're interrupting this show to broadcast the 1952 Indianapolis 500 car race, which is being run today. So take it away, race announcer, Doodles Weaver. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Doodles Weaver in the press box at Indianapolis for the big race out here. It's a beautiful day for the race. Not a cloud in the sky. 150,000 people are waiting for this great event. What a spectacle. Now the boys are coming around the first turn. I believe it's a perfect start. The green flag waves. The starter says, okay, they're bunched together. And there they go. And the green flag is waving as he comes down here. And there's a checkered flag for the winner. And there goes your winner. And that was not Eddie Howard with the Spike Jones Orchestra. That was the ever-unpredictable Doodles Weaver, our number 11 song right after this. We're up to the May 1952 song number 11, the Percy Faith Orchestra and Delicato. Delicato by Percy Faith. That tune just hit the charts a month ago, and by the way it's climbing, I can see it easily becoming the first top-of-the-charts hit for Mr. Faith. 
And so we reach the midpoint of our sentimental journey through May 1952. There's no turning back now. FCC regulations require you stay tuned for the second hour. Because if you don't, you're obviously a communist and you'll be reported to Senator Joe McCarthy. <laughs> this is Bob Raymond. You are listening to Once Upon a Tune, so don't you go away. Welcome back to the second hour of Once Upon a Tune. My sobriquet is Bob Raymond. Well, at least it is when it's sober. If you missed the first hour of the show, let me bring you up to speed. We are in May 1952. You might have guessed that by looking at my staff. For example, we have Cheryl over there wearing a poodle skirt. And, and then there's a poodle over there wearing Cheryl's skirt. But that's a whole nother story. I don't want to get into that now. In this hour, we'll keep the scrapbook open to discover America's favorite TV shows, courtesy of the A.C. Nielsen Report. And we'll count down the top 20 songs of May 52, starting right now with Al Alberts and the Four Aces maintaining a strong presence at number 10 with their fine harmonizing on Perfidia. So I'll take it back with a sigh, perfidious one. Al Alberts, Dave Mahoney, Sal Vaccaro, and Lou Silvestri from Chester, Pennsylvania, collectively known as the Four Aces, and collecting their third top ten trophy in the past year with Perfidia. I, I have to apologize. We started off the first hour of the Once Upon a Tune show in a very uh, embarrassing fashion. We had a telephone ring right here in the studio while we were live on the air. Well, oh, no. What is going on now? I locked myself out. Will someone please find out who that is? Who was that? He didn't say. Oh, Lord. Why me? Well, everybody's got their troubles. Consider poor Don Cornell. Yes, he does currently have two songs in the top ten, but judging from the opening line of this number nine hit, he just may be having trouble finding the right spray deodorant. I walk alone. Well, fortunately for Mr. Cornell, he's only having some rough spots in his romance. If we were to believe those spray deodorant commercials nowadays, excessive perspiration should get its own charity organization. As promised earlier, here are the top 10 TV shows we've been watching over the recently concluded 1951-52 season. No, no, not Dragnet. That was only able to reach number 19 on the Nielsen list. But it's a new show, and I and my infinitely wise foresight predict a hot future for it. If only Jack Webb could put a little more oomph into that Sergeant Friday character. So, here they are, the top TV shows. A little drum roll, please, a fanfare or something. <laughs> Thank you very much. In 10th place, Arthur Godfrey and his friends. 9th place, You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx and George Fenneman. 
Eighth place goes to your show of shows, Sid Caesar and Imogene Coca. Jack Benny and the whole gang, Mary Livingston, Bill Blank, they're all in seventh place. Sixth place, Fireside Theater. In fifth place, the Colgate Comedy Hour. Fourth place, Red Skelton. Third place, uh, we talked about this one before, I Love Lucy. Second place, the Texaco Star Theater. And the most watched show on TV, Enough Already. Arthur Godfrey's talent scouts. Hey, will you, will you, will you? The old redhead has two of the top 10 TV shows. And it's estimated there are around 15 million TV sets in American homes this May 1952. I can't wait till those color ones with those giant 15-inch screens come out. You know that piece of rainbow-colored cellophane over the magnifying glass in front of my 12-inch Dumont is beginning to hurt my eyes. Well, back to the music, and the eighth hottest of the hot is by Mitch Miller's guy, Guy Mitchell. He's singing about a pawn shop in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you want, feel free to sing along with him. There's a pawn shop on a corner in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Gotta be with my angel again. Well, Mr. Guy Mitchell, you can't be hurting too badly in the wallet. You've got a top ten charter in that one. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is number eight this month. And here's something that's always number one. Oh, Bob, you are the king of the segues. I am known to my close friends, and I do consider you a close friend, as Bob Raymond. You are listening to Once Upon a Tune on the best derned radio station in your listening area. And that's a fact. But wait a minute. Let, let me just check it out to make sure that is a fact. Will, will someone in our research department please run a check on whether we are the best derned radio station in these folks listening area? No, that's right, yeah. No, not, not just the best, but the best derned. What? Yeah. Oh, okay, then, then it is, huh? Yeah, there, there, there you have it, folks. Confirmed through scientific research, you are listening to the best derned radio station in your listening area. Oh, as a matter of fact, here he comes now. Here's the head of our radio research department, Dr. Mortimer Bellcurve. I think it would be a good idea to let him tell you directly, Dr. Bellcurve. <laughs> or not. Let's move right along to the Lucky Seven song and Ella Mae Morris with the Blacksmith Blue. You get a lot of kicks out of the blacksmith blue. I listen to that song and my arms get tired. The Freddie Slack Orchestra ably backing Texas-born LMA Morse, who in case some wise guy DJ like myself someday should ask you, Ella sang briefly with the Jimmy Dorsey Orchestra in 1939 when she was a mere 15 years of youth. We have a dead tie for the number six spot on the Once Upon a Tune hit list for May 1952. Right after this break, we'll play both versions, and you decide which one you like better. So don't you go away. Back at you now with plenty more Once Upon a Tune. Yes, I am Bob Raymond, and I ain't scared to admit it. In the number six position, we have a tie between two recordings of the same song. The nation just couldn't decide which it liked better, so we'll leave it up to you. First Eddie Fisher, then Don Cornell, and the Eat Want to Be Yours. 
John Cornell and Eddie Fisher, two fine young men with two big chart hits in May 1952, both tied for the number six spot with I'm Yours. If you would like to let me know which is your favorite version and you have access to the Internet, just go to onceuponatune.com and register your vote for either Don Cornell or Eddie Fisher. It's been kind of warm this May of 1952, and it puts me in the mood for a good humor. I haven't had one yet this season. Lo and behold, there is the good humor truck outside. Let me check out his prices. I'll just look out the window here. Good humor's uh, still 13 cents. That's nice to know. Of course, Sundays have gone up to 18 cents, and large cups of 15 cents. Let me see how much I have in my pocket. Hmm, just about enough for an ice stick at 8 cents. Or maybe a small cup. Which will it be? Oh, gosh, too late. He's leaving. Oh, well, back in the Once Upon a Tune scrapbook, I noticed this headline. President Harry S. Truman signs peace treaty with Japan, marking the official end of World War II. Gosh, the fighting ended almost seven years ago. What were those Japanese holding out for? Rockefeller Center? Hitting its peak at number two last month, this lovely version of At Last by the Ray Anthony Orchestra continues to dominate in May in the number five slot. Tommy Mercer and the Ray Anthony Choir with, of course, Ray Anthony's horn, the whole orchestra behind them. The number five tune at last here in May of 1952. Folks, here's a deal that's hard to pass up. Now listen to this one closely. If you promise not to touch that radio dial except to turn up the volume when necessary, I'll return with Al Martino's big number four hit song. Deal? Okay, deal. Hi, this is Bob Raymond, uh, Once Upon a Tune. We're way back in the year 1952, May to be more specific. The Dion Quintuplets celebrated their 18th birthday on the 28th of May. The Stork is also visiting some non-celebrities like you and me, and I believe in giving those babies some publicity as well. On May 18th, uh, the Strait family in Pearsall, Texas, celebrated the arrival of uh, a new son, George, Dad says that uh, young George Strait is crying so loudly, he just may turn out to be a country and western singer when he grows up. In Newark, New Jersey, the Hagler family are just ecstatic over their fine young boy, Marvin. When uh, asked how her lad is doing, Mrs. Hagler said, marvelous, just, just marvelous. Finally, the Terro family, T-E-R-R-O, have a new son, Lawrence, Although, uh, for a nickname, they've decided upon Mr. T. While you cogitate on all of that, I'll beautify the sounds around you with Al Martino's number four hit on our top 20 list this May of 1952, Here in My Heart. Martino. He won on the Arthur Godfrey Talent Scout show earlier this year, and now he has the number four song in May. Not a bad start for the year 1952 for young Mr. Martino. Now, here in my radio show, 
There are some things I'd like you to know about, so don't you go away. You came back. You didn't switch the dial to that other station just because they're playing an hour of Wally Cox's greatest hits. Oh, there's a tavern in the town, in the town, and there my true love sits him down, sits him down, and he drinks his wine as merry as can be, and never, 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 never thinks of me. Man, that's listener loyalty, and it shall be soundly rewarded. You get that? Soundly Rewarded. Okie dokie. Moving right along, we, we've got a few more 1952 nickels left, just enough for the top three jukebox hits of May 1952 and a Raymond Remembers Extra for good measure. What's that, you ask? Well, you're just going to have to stick around and find out. Here's Doris Day with number three. You GIs may recall marching to it in boot camp as you sang A Gob is a Slob. And folk singer Oscar Brand rewrote the lyrics for Doris, and we know it as A Guy is a Guy. I walk down the street like a good girl should. That's what he did to me. Doris Day, she's in the third spot with A Guy is a Guy, our top two songs, and here's one for the record books by both meanings of the word, are tangos. On the May 1952 chart, Leroy Anderson and the orchestra, whose syncopated clock hit of last year is still tick-tocking in our memories, is at the number two position and knocking on the door with this one, the blue tango. Beating out Hugo Winterhalter, Les Baxter, and Guy Lombardo for the most popular version of the blue tango is Leroy Anderson's at number two. One of the two tangos that occupy the top two slots on our May 1952 Once Upon a Tune hit chart. Which is the other? What is the top song? I'm so excited. Well, we're all going to find out after these messages, aren't we, Ollie? While you were away, I was checking the used car ads. I figured that one that I just bought is a little bit too old to be reliable. So let's see, what do we have here in the paper? Uh, there's a 50 Henry J, low mileage, 47 Packard with good rubber, a 49 Studebaker, a 48 Kaiser. I, I wish I could afford this Tucker. <laughs> you know, they're all such supercars, and, and these companies, they're going to be in business forever, so you can always get parts. Before we check out the number one song for May of 52, let's go back 10 years to the number one song of May 1942, Ray Eberly and the Modern Airs, the Glenn Miller Orchestra, Moonlight Cocktails. That was the top song of May 1942. We are now up to numero uno for all of May 1952. We should have a, a great fanfare. Luckily, this song comes with its own fanfare. Georgia Gibbs and Kiss of Fire. I touch your lips and all at once the sparks go flying. 
as Gary Moore used to call her, her singing nibs, Miss Georgia Gibbs, sitting mighty prettily as the queen of popular song for all of May 1952. I hope that you have enjoyed today's show and will visit me at the Once Upon a Tune website. Just get on the net and go to onceuponatune.com. That's all one word, no spaces, onceuponatune.com, C-O-M. You'll find information on upcoming shows, trivia fun, and all sorts of opportunities for you to get directly involved with this program. My name is Bob Raymond. I wish you, on behalf of all of us here at Once Upon a Tune, the best till we meet again here next week at the same time. And stay tuned for more fine shows on this station. Be well and don't you go away.